at Custom Car Care. This is the place that I recommend you take your vehicles for anything you need done other than wash and wax and detailing. We got Ming Auto Beauty Center for that. But A1 Custom Car Care, whether it's an RV, motorcycle, van, truck, car, routine maintenance, something catastrophic, the check engine light on, and if you don't have the best, uh, if you're not in the best situation financially, Christmas is upon us and you're really trying to manage your way through the Bidenomics uh, that have been thrust upon all of us. And, and so it's a decision between Christmas versus getting your car fixed. And you can't not get your car fixed because you have to go to work in order to make money to afford Christmas. And I know you want to buy gifts for mom and dad, your kids, so forth. Uh, they do have financing options available. You don't have to have the best credit in the world uh, also. And it may be an option for you. Just ask them about it. And uh, they'll walk you through it and, and let you know what the details are. And then you can decide if that's the right decision for you. A1 Custom Car Care. I was looking for audio, and, and perhaps I'll find it later, for of Biden for a particular reason. Because of another story that has popped up that I was going to share and then juxtapose it to audio of something that occurred in the White House some time ago. And I found as I was going, so I did a search first. I searched Biden, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just going through the, when I save audio, I try to save it under a heading that I'll recognize for that day. Uh, because I it'll be in the morning, I'm saving the audio, and I'm not labeling it to archive it to go back and, and find it a year later, but just for the purpose of the upcoming show. So oftentimes it's relatively vague because I know I'll, I'll remember in the show, like, okay, wait, well, this is what I'm looking for. And I'm going through and I am laughing to myself at, I, I can't tell you how many Biden incoherent something, <laughs> Biden mumbling, Biden confused. I mean, just list of it but there was one i didn't pull it up to listen to it and it was biden says if elected president then we'll have world peace or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> or that conflicts in the world won't occur Clearly something like we're on yeah the right track. i know i like man i really one day need to just go through all of those different things and the claims that he made and the statements he's made and uh uh, but I, I was laughing to myself at the Maybe number I'll of put them. them together for like a uh, year oh, in review yeah. <laughs> It could be a Biden year in review. It's just an hour of uh, of him making these claims. And I, I mean, it's just, oh, my gosh. I, some of them I didn't even remember. Again, I was just during the top of the hour news scrolling through. And I'm like, he said, what is, what is this in referencing? Some of them, I don't even know what it was. It'll have some description. And I think to myself, I wonder what that was about. But the number of them uh, rambling, incoherent, confused, mumbling, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, other words synonymous with those words. It's just it was one after another, after another, after another. But the one that really jumped out is Biden says of elected president, um, there'll be less world conflict or something like that. Well, clearly he's managed to rein that one in. I'm still waiting. I, what I didn't see as I was just scanning through, but I know I have it, is when he, one, says that uh, if elected president, he will cure cancer, and then the other one where he oh. says dogs are going to do it for him, that he was going to have dogs cure cancer, which I still contend is probably part of the reason that they've had such a problem with dogs 
in the White House. As you know, they have acted aggressively. They have hospitalized people. Biden, this is the only workplace in the world where you can have dogs constantly attack people, employees, even hospitalizing some, and nothing happens to you. That's the Biden privilege you get there. I found it. Oh, which one? Oh, the... Uh, uh, Biden dogs cure cancer. Oh, well, yeah. Um, I'll can send, you, yeah, yeah, I'll send, send it, it to you. Can you play stuff from over there? Over I mean, on here? I on over well, the over the it'll board? be really, really poor quality. But I mean, oh, you would put the mod, you'd use, yeah. the, oh, God. I don't have there. a link to my computer. Well, so the, we should, we should get that. We should have that done. Yeah. Have a link to your computer. I mean, we have all this, these unused sliders, but that aside, um, I, I, I can't help but wonder if maybe that's part of the reason that these dogs are so aggressive is because they're in an environment where you've got the president of the United States constantly forcing Secret Service to put lab coats on them, um, you know, take them into the lab. They're probably every day the president, like he's getting up, he's trying, you know, Jill's helping him take his pajamas off and he's like, how are the dogs doing today? And it's like, don't worry, we'll go down there. And then they got around the dogs up and put the lab coats on them and, and, uh, get them to look into microscopes They probably have professionals that came in, trained them just so they could, um, you know, convince president Biden that, oh, they're working on that cure for cancer. <laughs> this is the thing about having a president like this, that is protected by the press just in similar fashion to Kim Jong-un being protected by the North Korean press. There wasn't a single reporter that asked him, what did you mean by that? When you said that dogs were going to be the ones who cure cancer a couple of years ago, it, it, what, what did you mean? How are they going to, are we by doing experiments on them? Uh, are they are they trained? I mean, in his mind, uh, are they wearing the lag coats and drawing blood for maybe that's what they're trying to do with these uh, attacks? They, they're like, we got to draw, we got to get blood samples. Uh, we got to get a test group here. And so, I, we, you know, there's so many aspects of what we see that potentially makes sense when you actually listen to what Joe Biden has to say. Oh, that's scary. When you start to assimilate into his way of thinking and his mindset and, and then things, he's, you're like, well, I guess that kind of makes sense now. Uh, that's when you walk, like, walk away. Walk away. Coming up, Josh Hawley doing what Josh Hawley does best, and that is questioning a witness. This time, FBI Director Ray, specifically regarding what we would learn through whistleblowers was not just the infiltration of the Catholic Church and the labeling of Catholics as potential domestic terrorists, a danger to our country, but the infiltration with the, the attempt to try and apparently take members of the clergy, take choir directors and and turn them into secret agents working on behalf of the FBI to report on on members of the Catholic Church. Nothing to see here, though. And you'll hear from Christopher Ray. oh, this is no big deal. No big deal. This is where we've been taken. It is amazing to me that there is any Catholic that could be a Democrat, given what the Democrat Party is doing to the Catholic Church. Uh, it's just remarkable to me. But everyone's different. Latest news update.
From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. Springfield police arrested a man who they say fired shots during an argument around 3.30 this morning. That happened near the intersection of West Mount Vernon in Missouri during an argument between a group of people. Police say a man pulled out a gun and fired a round into the air. No one was hurt, but the man was arrested. Springfield City Council has discussed extending mayoral terms from two to four years as Mayor Ken McClure wraps up his final term. A vote on a mayoral term extension would happen next year. And as we wrap up 2023, Color 10's investigative team presents a one-hour special on some of our biggest stories this year, including where your tax dollars are going, a death at Silver Dollar City, and how wind farms are affecting agriculture in southwest Missouri. That special airs Thursday at 10 on Fox 49 and Saturday at 10.30 on Color 10. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. Hey, first alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements. From Color 10, Fox 49, meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 54 for a high today, clear 39 tonight. Tomorrow, sunshine with a high of 63. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, all of your home buying needs, your home selling needs. Anything to do with your home? I, I recommend you follow her. I follow her. I'm not in the market. And some of you may say, oh, no. I'm a Facebook friends with people that are in, in real estate and, and oh, I see all the listings. That's not what she does. Now she will list certain homes, but more so what you get, particularly if you are a homeowner, tips of things to do, not to do, um, particularly as you go into the season, winter, you get into summer, these are things to do because listen, if you own a home, it's important. Even if you plan on never selling it to make it last as long as it possibly can. And there's routine maintenance involved in that. I mean, those of you who've listened to me, you know that I really focus on this stuff. I try to bring you people when, if you are a homeowner or you own, you know, vehicles and homes, those are the two best, biggest expenses most people have, um, <clears throat> outside of, you know, medical but in terms of actual property. And so I'm a big believer in making sure that it lasts as long as possible. And it's one of the reasons we really seek out some of the, the best that we can find in these different areas of the industry so that we can provide you that information. We can make that connection. And when it comes to home buying, selling, but even those tips on, on upkeeping your home, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty, recommend that you follow her on social media. And you can find all that by going to ksgf.com under Nick's endorsements. We did find the audio, or I should say we. Sarah found the audio. This is... Um, I mentioned earlier, I was trying to find a bit of audio on Joe Biden, and I was chuckling to myself as I went through, and I noticed that the the amount of audio that was labeled Biden mumbling, Biden incoherent, Biden confused. I did see one that said Biden claims if elected president, then we'll um, stop, you know, that will world conflict will cease, uh, which, of course, boy, really hit that one on the head. Uh, and then he had also promised to, among other things, if he got elected president, to cure cancer. You know, uh, a lot of you understand that uh, what loss is and when loss occurs, you know uh, that, you know, people come up to you and tell you, I understand if you lose a, a husband, a wife, a son, a daughter, a family member and uh, um and lots of times you feel like saying, you know, they say, I know how you feel. And if they hadn't, you'd look at them, you know they mean well, but you say, you have no idea how I feel. But when it happens to you, you know. That's why I've uh, worked so hard in my career to make sure that uh, I promise you, uh, if I'm elected president, you're going to see the single most important thing that changes in America is we're going to cure cancer. Uh, you think I'm... 
That's a big promise. Now, in fairness, he does have another year, and in he did get more specific. I believe this was just about a year ago uh, in terms of how that cure would come about, and apparently dogs. So if this pans out, Mr. President, this would be a game changer for all oh, kids. The accuracy is... Accuracy is within a million. And by the way, dogs may help cure cancer. Not a joke. Dogs are able to, they're using dogs now because their olfactory glands are 400 times what a human is, to smell cancer in people's legs and people's bodies. Not a joke. It's a fascinating thing. So uh, dogs obviously have a heightened sense of smell, can smell a lot of things people cannot. Uh, and so Joe Biden telling, I think these were experts and scientists, making sure they knew he wasn't joking that dogs were going to be the ones to cure cancer. Sarah noted, you, you listened to the first one in particular, that was the audio was a little better, uh, just how, despite the claim that he was making, he actually, you could understand him and how much he has degraded in communication just even since that over the last several years going from and i think when it happens slowly you don't recognize it it's like with your kids they you know they grow up they see you see them every day but then somebody who hasn't seen them for six months are like oh my gosh you, sh- you shut up six inches yeah so that uh cure cancer comment that he made you saved that audio um in 2019 so, okay, yeah. yeah, we have really seen a decline over the last couple of years. I, I mean, in, when you go back and listen over what has been a period of time, it really stands out to you. It's Again, it's been this decline over a number of years, and so we recognize it's bad. But when you hear him speak from just a few years ago, um, even just then, it's just such an amazing difference and sad. And uh, and it's such a sad projection that we give to the world that we think, or at least the White House and others, oh, no, he's just he's as sharp as ever. <laughs> okay, live in total denial, I guess. I want to uh, just take a 60-second break. That way I have time to play... In its full form, because it is a few minutes long, Senator Josh Hawley questioning, to put it mildly, FBI Director Ray about the Biden administration's targeting of Catholics, infiltration of Catholic churches, and the labeling of Catholics as potential domestic terrorists that Uh, are a danger to the national security of this country. That next in 60 seconds. I'm going to play an exchange yesterday. Josh Hawley is doing what he does best, and that is question witnesses, particularly those that are hostile towards the American people. Christopher Ray, being one of those individuals as director of the FBI, and this subject matter is regarding the FBI's infiltration and targeting of Catholics in America. Thanks, Senator Rono. Senator Holy. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Director Ray, thank you for being here. I noticed with interest in your written testimony that you said, and I'm quoting you now, the FBI uses all tools available at its disposal to combat domestic terrorism which now apparently includes the crime of being Catholic. Let's talk a little bit about the FBI's egregious targeting of Catholic Americans. 
you have repeatedly been asked about the memo gener generated by the Richmond field office we now know in collaboration with multiple other field offices about recruiting sources in Catholic churches, you have repeatedly said that no human sources were approached. This is you on July the 12th in the House. You were asked directly by Jim Jordan, do you think that priests ought to be approached to give information on parishioners? You said, no, sir, no, sir. You went on to say, we do not recruit, open, or operate human sources. We do not report on religious organizations. You went on to say, this product, meaning the Richmond memo, has not resulted in any investigative action. But now we know that, in fact, FBI agents did approach a priest and a choir director to ask them to inform on parishioners. So were you lied to when you gave this testimony, or were you lying to Congress? Neither. So the, you are, your question conflates two different things. Uh, there's the intelligence product itself, uh, which the Richmond field office created. It was written by, as our inspection found, by analysts in Richmond, reviewed by people in Richmond, and captioned Richmond field office product. Separately from that, there was an investigation of a specific individual who was amassing Molotov cocktails and posting about killing people. And it does not surprise me that there were people who knew that subject in that investigation, that is the guy building the Molotov cocktails and trying to kill people, that people talked to the witnesses who knew that person. And I think the product, the Richmond Intelligence product, which cites that investigation, is actually pretty transparent about exactly what I just said. No, I don't think so at all. In fact, a whistle, the only reason we know this is a whistleblower has come forward and told the House under oath that the FBI went and interviewed priests and choir directors in the Richmond area. The, the House goes on to say that the FBI has repeatedly refused to disclose this information. The only reason we know it is because a whistleblower came forward with it. Just like the only reason we know about this memo is because a whistleblower came forward with it. How many other parishes around the country have priests or choir directors been approached? By the way, are, are Catholic choirs now, are, are, they, are they breeding grounds for domestic terrorism? Is this, is this your latest theory? How many other parishes have FBI agents approached priests and choir directors to ask about parishioners? Look, Senator, we do not and will not conduct investigations based on anybody's exercise of their constitutionally You have religion. done so, and your memo sure. explicitly asks for it. Those your memo labels traditional Catholics as racially and ethnically motivated violent extremists in need of investigation. You have a list of churches, a list in the memo. You've repeatedly said we don't target churches, we don't list churches. They're listed in the memo. So how many other parishes have you gone to to talk to choir directors, for heaven's sake? As I've so the answer to that question. <laughs> no, I don't know the answer to that question. But I can tell you that we don't investigate people for their exercise of their constantly protected, constitutionally protected religious expression. I, I that particular can't... intelligence product is something that as soon as I saw it, I was aghast. I had it withdrawn. Really, you were aghast. I was. And, oh, really? Yes, and what sir. have you done about it? Did you fire the people who wrote it? No, I had it withdrawn. Have you fired anybody involved in it? Senator, if you would give me a chance to answer That's a your yes question. or a no. It's not hard. Have you fired anyone involved in the writing of that outrageous memo about which, frankly, you've repeatedly misled the public? Yes or no? The individuals involved Have in that product Have you fired anyone? Not, just a minute. 
were not found to have engaged in any intentional or bad faith conduct. And in fact, in fact, Senator, a number of the individuals the involved, no. a number of the individuals involved in writing that product in the Richmond office were themselves Catholics. So the notion oh, I see. that so they were targeting they, their own oh, faith oh, so they is not a jail free card. I see. I they, see. So you're immune and they're that. immune. So we shouldn't ask questions about it. You haven't done a darn thing. You haven't fired anybody. In fact, what the House found is, what is it? You, you admonished them. They were admonished. And their respective supervisors were told to engage with the Human Resources Division to ensure the deficiencies are addressed. Oh, I feel much better. They've been sent to bed without food. Good heavens, Director. This is one of the most outrageous targetings you have mobilized. Your division, the most powerful law enforcement division in the world, against traditionalist Catholics, whatever the heck that means, and you're just told us you, you have not fired a single person. I mean, here, it gets worse. Your Richmond field office, they thought there was nothing wrong with this. The House interviewed the head of the Richmond field office. He testified. It's all here in the public report. I refer you to it, pages 12, 13, 14. He testified he saw no problem with this. He said he thought it was fine. In fact, we have internal memoranda of the members of the field office high-fiving. One peer reviewer, another member of the field office wrote, I think this is a great product. I really enjoyed the read. Do you have a problem with systemic bigotry against Catholics in the FBI? No. What are you going to do about this? Are you going to fire these people or not? Those individuals have all been admonished, and it is all going Honest. into their... If you would let me finish my answer, it is all going into their annual performance reviews, which has direct impact on their compensation, among other things. Oh, I see. Oh, I see. I see. So the 60 million American Catholics who, we now, who now learn that your FBI has recommended that priests be recruiters and informants, your FBI has gone to... Priests, choir directors, but we're to feel better because you've admonished them for their wrongdoing. You again are conflating two different well, things. I'm not. When I am we taking are... your testimony where you said you do not. You said categorically, categorically, you said we do not. We do not go to priests and ask them about their parishioners. You said we do not. You didn't say we haven't. You didn't say we won't. You said we don't. As it turns out, you do. And you kept it from the public. You deliberately misled Congress about it. And the only reason we know about it is because a whistleblower came forward. I just That's fundamentally disagree with your characterization. Well, there's no characterization. The facts are the facts. And I fundamentally resent the fact that you have violated, if not the spirit, if not the letter, certainly the spirit of the First Amendment. And use your law enforcement agency against Catholics in this nation. Hey, Josh Hawley there. That is yesterday regarding the FBI's targeting of Catholics, labeling them as as potential domestic terrorists and dangers to our national security. Uh, Christopher Ray uh, there, of course, dismissing it as no big deal, accusing Hawley of conflating things. Now, ultimately... It, the the downside of all this is, as, as Holly is highlighting here, people responsible for it, nothing happens to them. Nobody's fired. You get, oh, well, they were admonished. And that could have, that's put in their file. So when it comes time to talk about compensation, that comes into play. And to Holly's point, well, I'm sure the 60 million Catholics in the country are going to feel much better about that. We all know. 
that it is considered not only perfectly acceptable, but probably rewarded behind closed doors. Now, there is another we're going to get a traffic update. And then I want to make a couple other points regarding this exchange coming up. The American Transmissions talk and text line is 447-KSGF. I'm Nick Reed. The first alert forecast sponsored by Wolf Pack, Wolf Pack Cleaners, your residential and commercial cleaning professionals. From Color 10, Fox 49 meteorologist Tom Schmidt, sunshine 54 for a high today, clear 39 tonight, tomorrow sunny with a high of 63. The last segment I played the exchange between Senator Josh Hawley and Christopher Ray of the FBI regarding the targeting of the Catholic Church and Catholics in this country as potential domestic terrorists. There was an attempt by Ray to dismiss concerns and the revelations that this is exactly what the Biden administration has done by claiming that Holly was conflating situations. And th- this, however, is the key to what they do. This is very, very, very important. The very thing that Christopher Ray tried to use to explain this away is actually the very thing that is the most dangerous. He was talking about a particular case in which, according to Christopher Ray, there was this individual that they were investigating who had Molotov cocktails and was on the internet talking about attacking or killing people or something. And because he wasn't Black Lives Matter, this made him of concern. And so what Christopher Ray is saying, hey, we were investigating him and he happened to go to this church, this Catholic church. He, ha- he just happened to be Catholic. And so, of course, we were just interviewing people that he knew. And, and of course, people like his priest is going to know him and the quieter these people in the church. So naturally, not because he was Catholic but because we were simply interviewing people that he knew and that knew him in our investigation, and some of those people happen to be Catholic, that's why this happens. Now, this is how they get in. This is the same approach that was taken to spy on the Trump campaign. Carter Page was a guy that was a campaign volunteer, never even met Trump. And he was someone that, and this was, was, they were trying to craft the narrative that there was collusion between the Russians and the Trump campaign. And Carter Page had had communication with people that were involved with Russia. He was doing it on behalf of the CIA. But what the FBI did was ask the CIA, was he working on behalf of you? And they said, yes. They altered the evidence to say, no, he was not working on behalf of us and used that to go to a FISA court claiming that here you had somebody working for the Trump campaign that is colluding, having conversations with the Russians, not on behalf of the CIA. No, 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 no. Which, of course, was a lie. And that's how they got permission to spy on Carter Page, who worked for the... So that's how they got into the Trump campaign. That was the, the, the initial 
way that they were able to infiltrate it and spy on that campaign. Well, if you listen to Christopher Ray, he's explaining essentially that that's the same way that they can get into the Catholic Church. You got 60 million people that are members of the Catholic Church. All you got to do is find one that's doing something you need to investigate. And yeah, Christopher Ray's right. Well, we've got to talk to people he knows who a priest, church choir director. Once you get in there, well, you know, who else does he talk to here? You know, it would be really helpful and your civic duty to let us know if there's anybody else that he communicates with that might also be sympathetic to his attempts to stockpile Maltov cocktails and to carry out attacks on individuals. And, and that, you know, that's how they get in. If they, and we've, again, this is how they got into the Trump campaign, and this appears to be their excuse for getting into the Catholic Church. And then, because out of 60 million people, you have one person that's stockpiling, and that you can hear me justifies it. I mean, who would this guy? What are we supposed to do? Not investigate him? Well, all of a sudden, well, he's a Catholic, so that means we have a potential domestic terrorism problem here in Catholicism. Can you imagine if they took that same approach with Black Lives Matter? And I'm not talking about a public reaction. Um, uh, you know, uh, just reflecting on the difference in the public reaction or the media's reaction to it. <laughs> but, but you'd have plenty of people to investigate. Catholic leaders have slammed the Federal Bureau of Investigation yes, or today as after the House Judiciary Committee, or what's today, Wednesday? This was yesterday. Catholic leader slamming the FBI yesterday after the House Judiciary Committee discovered the federal agents interviewed a priest and a choir director. And these are just the ones we know about, by the way. Let's not forget when we first learned that the IRS was targeting people that were not supportive of Obama. They were targeting Tea Party people. They were targeting conservatives. And Lois Lerner falsely claimed it was just a couple of rogue agents, couple of rogue agents. And then we would learn it was not just a couple of rogue agents, but instead it was common practice within the culture of the FBI to target conservatives. So when we hear it's just a couple of rogue FBI agents that were infiltrating the Catholic Church, this, if you want to call it deep state, whatever you want to call it, as a history of systemically targeting Americans that are not political supporters of the Democrat Party and then downplaying it as if it was just a couple of rogue people doing it. Catholic vote, President Brian Birch told the Daily Wire in an email statement, the latest revelation only raises more questions about the illegitimate targeting of Catholics by the FBI. We now know that the FBI effort involved at least four field offices authorized to use the use of undercover agents to infiltrate Catholic parishes and use a Catholic priest and a choir director to inform on one of their parishioners. And as Josh Hawley noted, the only reason we even know about this is because of a whistleblower. Whistleblowers whom we're told by Democrats we are no longer supposed to believe. Now, 
the Catholic Church and and Christian, and I know there's a whole discussion about Christian, Catholic, and so forth, but just my point being here is that whether it's Catholic, Christian, and I'm not saying they're necessarily different, but I don't want to get into that discussion. You understand what I'm talking about here. For too long have sat by and allowed unanswered for these sorts of attacks by the government to happen. And I want to put it here in a context that perhaps has not been fully appreciated. I believe oftentimes, if you have leadership in a church, I'm not Catholic, I can't speak for Catholics, but they're the ones that we have learned were specifically targeted by the Biden administration here. I think the leadership sees it as an attack on leadership, and so they see the decision to not discuss it during Mass, to not be out there sounding the alarm, is one that is theirs to make based off the fact that it is an attack on them. I believe there is a failure to appreciate that this is not simply an attack on the Catholic Church as an institution. This is an attack on every one of the members. It is, to me, for the, the leader of any church, whatever the denomination is, if you position yourself as a leader not only in your words, but by example, it is your responsibility to be fighting back against this. You invite people on a regular basis to come into your church. Based off this trust that you want to earn that your parishioners have in you, that not just you will give them wise words, but that you will, in to su- particularly when it comes to the, the, the religious component, have some degree of, of responsibility in taking care of them and protecting them. There is, in a re- religious context, there's sort of a, per- there's a responsibility there, I think, I, you know, for the flock, if you will, to protect the flock. And for too long, we have seen the heads of churches stand by and allow the people that they say, come and I will, you know, let me, let me lead you, listen to me, let me, and, and just abandon them as they are attacked because they are believers of their religion. I think that there's been negligence on a wide scale here. And I won't go so far as to say complete betrayal. But there's just this absence of responsibility that some in church leadership seem to have failed to provide. That that assurance that I will take care of you in this capacity. 
and that is sounding the alarm. That is being out there on the forefront. The loudest voices right now should not be Senator Josh Hawley. It should not, the the voices that are the most vocal about these instances should not be politicians in Washington, D.C. I'm not saying that they should not be doing this. And thank goodness there are people like Senator Josh Hawley who are doing this and at least getting it out there, though, of course, the media is going to downplay it or not report on it at all. But this is all the more reason that the loudest voices should be those who are church leaders. And to make sure that the people that come into church every Saturday, every Sunday, every Wednesday, every every day of the week that are looking for comfort, that are looking for direction, that they know that you are there to fight for them, that you are there to utilize your voice to protect them. You know, we look back on these horrific moments in history and uh, because it's just so stark and it stands out in people's minds and Nazi Germany. But I'll go back to the poem that so often is falsely attributed to specifically concentration camps. You know, when they came for the them, they, they came for the you know the communists. They came for the socialists. They came for the Catholics. They came for the and then when they came for me, there was no one left. We we, we know this. This storyline, we know this poem. And while many people will attribute it to being specifically about concentration camps and the Holocaust, it wasn't specifically about that. It was a reflection of a religious leader who toiled over post-Hitler the, the fact that he and other religious leaders were subdued in their criticism. were rather benign when it came to speaking out against the targeting of people of faith. And that those writings, that poem, if you will, was a a recognition of how wrong they were and that there was no excuse. And while we aren't in the situation you know, to, to the extreme nature that we have seen before, There's a path there. And for us to find people, particularly those that are supposed to be in leadership positions in churches, that are once again being quiet, that are once again not leading the vocal charge against this and warning people that this is wrong and this is bad, it's very worrisome. And it needs to change. Springfield's Talk 104.1. I'm Nick Reed. Sarah Myers. Thank you. Well, if you are doing some home maintenance to get your home ready for winter, one thing that is oftentimes overlooked is your roof. And that's why I tell you about Josh and his team over at the Pyramid Roofing Company. Now, the Pyramid team, they do roof inspections, which is a great way to check on your roof and make sure that it is ready to handle the winter weather because, believe it or not, it's going to be here soon. Uh, And if it isn't 
up to par. No worries, because the Pyramid Roofing Company, they have got you covered uh, from simple roof repairs to gutters, vents, to whole new roofs, and even commercial roofing. Uh, the Pyramid Roofing Company, they really do it all. So you can give yourself that uh, peace of mind with a roof inspection from the Pyramid Roofing Company. You can give Josh and his team a call today, and you can find all of that contact information under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at ksgf.com. American Transmissions talk and text lines for your text messages. Amen. Far too many churches are more concerned with filling the collection plate rather than discipling. Another saying the revelation the FBI has targeted Catholics should be talked about over every pulpit in every church of America. And church leaders are maybe afraid the government would investigate them and take away their tax-free status. Uh, true, 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 true. And I, I, I'm sure that, and let me tell you, here's the other thing. Many of you may be in churches where you're like, well, we're good because, hey, my priest, my minister, the reverend of my church, they talk about these things. But is it, quote, preaching to the choir? Because that, that you know, we know that. You look at the difference, and I, I know, I, I understand, I understand why. But you look at the difference between the way that you'll have some organizations respond to what oftentimes is manufactured attacks and oppression by our government versus those who, who are. I mean, look at Black Lives Matter just in terms of their willingness. Now, of course, they burn down buildings and kill people in a mostly peaceful way, of course. Where, where are the marches uh, in Washington of Christians and Catholics specifically when these things occur? This is also part of the reason, frankly, that many Americans, particularly those, those that, well, some that are and some that aren't Catholic, don't really think it's that big of a deal because the reaction from the Catholic world is like, well, and so how can you expect non-Catholics to be outraged if Catholics aren't up in arms about it? And marching through the streets, and, mar and 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 you know, massing in front of the White House, demanding that that the Catholic Church stop being targeted. Why? Where is it? Now, there's there's an emotional component here that's a difference, and that is frankly, because generally speaking, people that are conservative, Christian Catholics, uh, they recognize that. You know, what really matters is an eternity, and there's there's just this at peace nature that makes people less likely to react that way and to take those steps, as opposed to people on the left who are just driven by rage constantly. And that that fuels people to do that. So instinctually, they they are much more likely to do that than people of faith are, at least of the Christian faith and a few others. Um, and so I recognize that there are those differences that 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 result in different reactions, but that's also why it is that you end up with those that are generally more peaceful and less vocal being targeted more often and, and being coming victims, particularly at the hands of government more often. All right, we got another hour ahead. Uh, wait till you hear some of the testimony from the head of Harvard, MIT, Penn, 
arguing that calling for the elimination of Jews on campus doesn't violate their code of conduct unless they actually do eliminate the pro-Hamas students. If they actually do eliminate Jews, uh, then that's a violation of their code of conduct. I kid you not. That testimony next. I'm Nick Reed.